Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. Oh, I fucking finally figured out my new Olympus LS100. I went back down to B&H because I'm going to be interviewing, uh, well, I'm going to be doing a couple episodes of Uninformed. With Joe DeRosa, which is now going to be up on uh, YouTube, is where we're going to be on my YouTube channel. And, uh, and I'm also going to be interviewing uh, Justin Long, which I think will be the Monday Morning Podcast, who does um, Kev, the voice of Kevin Murphy on F is for Family. Uh, one of my favorite people that I've met in this business, so I'll be talking to him. So I had to figure out a way to make this whole thing work here. You know, I finally had to stop just talking into the mic. So I apologize for all the fucking poor quality of the... Um, I apologize to anybody that was triggered or offended by the poor audio and whatnot of the, 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 the past podcast. But now I can hear myself. I got my headphones in. I got the fucking mic jack. I got it in stereo. Oh, and I don't even need a fucking mixer anymore. I am so fucking happy. I really am. So... Anyways, the mustachioed, freckled fuck is back. Um, last night, last night I went on a little date night with my lovely, beautiful, gorgeous, awesome wife, and um, we got a little, uh, we got some food right before we went out to go see Burn This with Adam Driver, Carrie Russell, David Fur, and Brandon Aranowitz. I hope I said his last name right. Um, really blown away by the acting in it, and um, I don't know. I'll get to that in a minute. So we go out to go, we go out to go to uh, the dinner before the show. Because when you go out to a Broadway show, you have to eat Midtown first, and you got to make reservations because, oh, my God, after about 6 o'clock, all the fucking animals come in from the bridges and the tunnels. So we went, we went to some place, you know, where they serve like those, you know, portions that you should be eating rather than American portions. Right, where, where, where you serve me all this, this fairy food for? I want a whole fucking pig's head on my goddamn plate and put some taters on the side and some green shit that I ain't going to eat. Give me a couple, two, three pops of alcohol and I'm ready to go see a Broadway play. Um, tapas, I think is what it's called. I don't know what it is. It was like a fucking wine bar. There was a bunch of gay dudes in there, so you knew the food was going to be good, right? Um, so we're fucking in there, and uh, we had this great food, and we're laughing, we're having a great time and everything, and we walk over to the theater, and uh, we ended up going to see this... Um, we ended up going to see... You know, it's funny, it was me sitting in that bar with all those gay guys, and I got this fucking giant mustache, and Nia called... She called me Ready Mercury. <laughs> And she immediately, you know, almost spit her wine out after she said it. And she goes, make sure you say that on the podcast because I want to see the MM Photoshop do a picture of you uh, as Freddie Mercury with your big, dumb red mustache. Um, and I was like, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, so we ended up walking over to theater. It was really awesome. It's fun, too, actually, to go out to a theater and not be the one that has to do a fucking show. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This is fun. And as you see a theater, I'm like, yeah, oh, geez, I got to do my stupid act there. And um, to say that Adam Driver is a tour de force in it is an, an understatement. Um, everybody in the play was just, I really enjoyed the whole thing. And... Um, Adam Driver was the guy I was familiar with, and I'd seen him do other things. So actually watching him be this guy and watching him do a different walk, watching him have an accent and his mannerisms and all of that, everything was different from the last thing that I saw him do. And ladies and gentlemen, that is acting. All right? That is acting. Okay? 
there's so many fucking people, comedians in general, that I talk to that go, dude, anybody can fucking act. Anybody can fucking dick it, dick it, No, anybody can go on screen and just basically say the shit and talk the way you already talk and make it sound believable. You can do that. That is base level. That would be the stand-up equivalent to being at work and telling a street joke at a fucking water bubbler. But to then, to change the way you walk, the way you talk, your mannerisms, the whole thing, and to become somebody else, that is acting, I think. You know, and they always have, like, these fucking people that don't act, and then they go in a movie and they do a great job, but they're always, they're playing themselves. You know what I mean? Like when uh, the chick who was married to fucking uh, Kurt Cobain played a fucking out-of-control Drug addict. Everybody's like, oh, my God, she was amazing. It was just, it's, it, that's what she's doing every day. She's crawling around on the floor looking for that fucking crack rock. I mean, yeah, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's That's not acting. Um, anyways, oh, look at my acting work. <laughs> anyway, so we ended up having a great time. And uh, we hung out a little bit afterwards. Got in late. Paid for it this morning when uh, our little boo bear woke up. Um, who, by the way, went potty for the first time, uh, which was amazing. Uh, all of all of those little accomplishments are like amazing, and you're so proud of them. And then you're also sad because with each thing that they can achieve and now do on their own, they're less connected to you. You know, and believe it or not, like changing their diapers and stuff, you get a lot of good. You know. Back and forth time, you know, because there's, so, there's such balls of energy. They're running around. So when you change their diaper and they actually have to lay down for a second and they start talking to you and you can crack some jokes and stuff, it's actually a lot of fun. So I was as proud as I was. I was like, ah, oh, now I'm not going to have that little moment anymore. It's getting to the point she's almost faster than me being a friggin' old dad. But we, um, we've been exploring all the New York City parks out here. And uh, found another new one that we went to. And it was crazy. Right as we were going to get on the big jungle gym complex things that they have, you know, because the kids are out of school, all these big kids just like fucking descended. And they just take over and they don't give a fuck. And, you know, I don't know. It's like you, it was just you and your little kid were just going to have this great time, and all of a sudden this behemoth show. It's like when Walmart comes to town and puts all the mom-and-pop stores out of business, but like the fucking kid version of it. And um, my kid's big. She's tall, right? So, But she's still a little kid, and sometimes the big kids don't realize that. And one of the big kids saw that she was still wearing diapers, and she was going, you, kids just start yelling, you're not a baby, you're not a baby, you're not a baby. And I swear to God, like, I have to, you know... I just have really have to, like, I'm not good in those situations. I need to learn um, adult coping mechanisms. Because <laughs> all I wanted to say is, like, no, she's just, she is still a baby. She's a toddler. She's just tall, you fucking little shit. Stop yelling in her face, you know? But, like, I, you see, like, you can't do that. So I just talk to my kid. All right, come on. Come on down the slide. Come on down the slide. You know, and then she goes down the slide like a little kid, and then one of those little big fuckers starts coming right down. I got to yank her out of the way, like the end of an a- action movie. And my first hey is always, I'm always like, hey, 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 and I try to calm it down. You got to wait your turn. And then they just look at me and go, who the fuck's this big asshole yelling at me? It's like, I'm not yelling at you. You almost fucking slammed into my kid. You know, I don't know. It gets to be a bit much. So then, I, you, then you just sort of break off, and then what happens is, then the toddlers go to where the fuck they're supposed to be at. But um, I don't know. My kid enjoys the slides. What can I tell you? But uh, I don't know. It's been a um, it's been a good week, actually, having the week off here. So I'm going to take it to another park. I'm trying to get all the quality, uh, you know, dad kiddo time in. And um, I don't know. It's a... It's a I don't know. It's, you know. All this shit, it's hard to put into fucking words. Hard to put into words for the first time in your life, like, feeling needed. And I don't mean, like, in a selfish way. Like, oh, good, I feel good because I feel needed. I feel more like that fear of, like, this fucking kid, like, needs me. Has this need and I'm the solution? Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> the fuck do I live up to this? So I think that that's why I start overreacting. Is some, some kid was just yelling shit, but I just like, I don't know. It takes me back to when I was a kid. And it's, and it's, I guess I can't even say the shit anymore because it's so such a politically correct time. You know, at some point, there's a way that you, as a kid, you got to handle a situation like that. So that kid moves on to some other kid, you know, that for some reason has been, um, I don't know. They got that thing. Now, I'm not saying this kid was like that, but they got this whole fucking thing now where they, 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 they feel like they can sit down and talk to bullies and then bullies us to going to stop being bullies. And it's just like, there are some kids that are just fucking assholes. And uh, your kid needs to learn how to handle that, how to cross that bridge. And, uh, you know, it's no secret to what the solution is. <laughs> but let's get off that subject. Um, I had, I think, the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Um, and I'm going to have to go back to Frank Pepe's to see if this is true. But I finally got out to Defara Pizza in Brooklyn. And um, I got a regular slice and what, what they used to call a Sicilian slice where I was from. But they call it a grandma slice. Other people do down here. I got one of each with a fucking root beer. And um, yeah, it was, I don't know what they do with that pizza. There was something in the dough that just added to the perfect combination of sauce and cheese. And whenever I go to a place, I always make sure, um, I always just get the plain because you can hide behind toppings and everything. And um, it was funny. People on the movie had mentioned, you know, that I go there because I did a little run making fun of New York pizza. Not saying it was bad, but just saying how much of it is bad because everybody's living off the reputation of it. So they got defensive, and they told me to go out there. And it was weird. Right as they told me to go out there, I saw Dave Portnoy, El Prez, on uh, Barstool Sports, did a review of it. And, you know, it's very hard to get into the eights with that guy. And he gave it a 9-4 and was eating it. And he just kept going, wow. Wow, that's, that's a good slice. Wow. He just kept saying that. I was like, all right. So I know that that's a fucking 10. But he's like the Rex Reed of uh, pizza review. Remember Rex Reed on the gong show where he was like too mean to give a 10. That's kind of uh, the vibe I get from, cause no one's ever gotten a 10. Or maybe there would be the sadness that if so you give somebody a 10, the quest is over and you stop eating pizza. I don't know what, but all I know is when Dave Portnoy gives something a nine, four, I'm fucking going to it. So I went down there and it was, uh, it was amazing. Go down there during the week too. When there's not a, a bunch of long lines or any of that shit, you know, just jump on the, I jumped on the train um, from the Upper West Side. I mean, it took me like maybe a half hour. Totally fucking worth it. And um, I'll be definitely going back there again. <laughs> I got to wait, though. So I'm doing this frigging thing here. So I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta space it out. Oh, look who's here. Nate, Nia, come here. I told him your joke. What was my joke? What did you call me with my mustache? Uh, what was your reference? Um, I forgot. He's a rock star. Oh, Reddy Mercury? <laughs> yeah. Come over here. Come on the podcast. Oh, Jesus. Ah, Jesus. I got my, uh, I got my whole thing fixed here. The sound is good and everything. Did you enjoy the play last night? I did. I really did. It was awesome. How great was everybody in that thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Adam Driver coming in toward a force. Adam Driver came in like a rocket ship. Adam who? Adam Driver. And uh, didn't let up. He was amazing. He was amazing. He was We're both fucking tired. I am so not even... I know, I'm so tired. <laughs> and I'm not funny on this thing, too. Yeah, getting like six hours of sleep, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I should have taken a nap before I did this thing. Um, all right. <sighs> you go, you're going to go, uh, go work out? Yep, that's it. Nia's been crushing it, by the way. Crushing it. Crushing it. I look like I'm the one who had the baby now. (laughs) Um, What is going on with this fucking thing now? Come on, I finally had it all set up. Everything was good. Oh, I got it. So I went and I did some spots the other night. The only thing I don't like about this this thing is it's so freaking hard to tell how much time is left. 
I pressed that button. All right. Um, I did a couple spots the other night. I did uh, Caroline's and then I did Gotham. And I did the exact same material. And on one show, um, I kind of bombed. And then the next one I did good. But I think as I went on after this comic. It was really funny. But for the most part, I, I feel he worked clean. So maybe I just was coming up there sounding like a foul-mouthed asshole. But this guy, uh, Lucas O'Neill, went up, did a great job. A uh, bunch of great bits. I didn't even get a chance to say hello to him. I kind of ran out of there because I was just like, this crowd fucking hates me. Um, for the most part, they were laughing. But I swear to God, I was looking into the crowd and I wasn't more than like three sentence in. And this woman in a crowd, she had her hands on either side of her head like she was watching like, uh, like, like the cover of Home Alone. And she's like in her 20s. And I'm just looking at her like, what in the fuck could I possibly be saying that gets like that level reaction? I got to tell you, I've almost been doing this shit for 30 years. I've never said anything on stage that ever got a reaction like that. And she had... The fucking look on her face. And then there was another woman, older woman. By older, I mean like my age. And she was just sitting there with like her mouth agape. And I know there's, there's two of them reacting that way that I should be looking. Well, what am I fucking saying? And it, it's not me. It's not me. I want to be like, you people fucking changed. Not me. Or maybe I'm going a little bit harder because everybody's fucking overreacting. But it was like actually throwing me off during my set. Um, if you ever want to, like, like, as far as like, they weren't even heckling, but they were heckling. Just with the expressions on their faces. I, I, well, I'm trying to think what I, what I, I did. I did uh, my usual bullshit. And then I went to the abortion bit. Then I did the Michael Jackson thing. Sorry, guys. I'm putting together a new hour, so there's going to be some pretty broad topics here. I don't know what happened. And, I, and they so fucking, like, there was even a guy going, uh-oh, uh-oh. This guy's going, uh-oh. He was older than me. It's like, what do you mean, uh-oh? Like, what the fuck have you been doing your whole life? You, you, you fucking were born in the 1950s. There's no fucking way anything that I'm saying I don't know. I can't wait for this whole fucking time to be over. And it is going to be over. Because you know why? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking... I'm going to pat myself on the... Not, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking really justify my thing here. I fucking travel the country and I talk to fucking people. I know where their goddamn heads are at. And this stupid-ass fucking horse shit where they're censoring everybody and everybody's acting like the fucking sky is falling because a fucking comedian is telling a goddamn joke. And then meanwhile, they just turn a fucking blind eye on, on the carnage of war every fucking night because they don't even show it on the goddamn news. And that's not a problem. That's not a fucking problem. Okay, a drone strike hitting a family of five because you thought they were bad guys and then they're not. Hey, yeah, fucking whatever to that shit. Thoughts and prayers. You know, blah, 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 and all that fucking bullshit. And then I go on stage and get some stupid fucking horse shit about my version of fucking the abortion. They're looking at me like I just overturned Roe v. Wave. And I'll tell you right now, I'm getting, me and my mustache are getting sick of it. Um, every fucking night, I got to sit there and I got I to gotta do my little stupid, silly little pep talk on, on why you shouldn't be shocked at what the fuck I'm saying but then they always laugh and then they kind of come along for the ride I got a quick little line that I say that that I, I don't want to get into what it is because then you're going to know what it is and then when I go there you're going to be yelling it out with me so I don't I don't fucking know I don't know I but I'm going on stage and they're making me feel like I'm singing doo-wop around a goddamn burning trash can that's what I feel like every night like did I become old overnight you know, I saw this whole article, this fucking ridiculous article that this person is writing about a stand-up comic, you know, going, you know, if the, if the comedy club books this person, they don't care about the safety of, of the wait staff. It's just like, it's just such fucking bullshit. It's just such, it's just, it is the, it's being in that scene 
and just being there and then listening to this fucking person's perception of what the fuck is going on down at the comedy club. It's just an outright fucking lie. It's no different than when you read the fucking New York Post or the Daily News and they are just spinning it towards their fucking political agenda. And it's just outright fucking lies. The whole, the, whole the, the climate and all of this shit that they're presenting. It's like, what research did you even fucking do on this? It's just, you don't want this person to come back. Therefore, what you're now going to do is make, just write these fucking crazy lies about the whole stand-up comedy scene so you can try and get this traction so what you want to have happen can fucking happen. It's so, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. And it, because it is lies and all of that, you know, I probably shouldn't get worked up and I probably shouldn't, you know, throw any gas on the fire here. But it's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just outright fucking lies. And it's all like political agenda. And what these people want to have happen. Even like when they, they'll do like the, uh, I was talking to another comic and they were talking about like, you know, the comedy power issue and all of that. And it was, just, it was just totally a political agenda. The amount of absolute fucking monsters that they ignored. And I'm not going to name names because I don't put anybody into this fucking thing. But there's literally like, you know, there's podcasters out there that you can do. You can do their show and you're going to get more people hearing you than if you went and did the entire fucking late night talk show circuit. And they completely ignored them because they didn't fit into their progressive uh, agenda of what they want the entertainment landscape to look like, which is fine. I don't give a fuck about that. But don't just fucking lie. And, and this is what the power. It's not what it looks like. I don't know. I don't know. What, what, whatever. So I, I actually I should just find the fucking humor in it and just be like, oh, so you guys are lying pieces of shit, too, for your own fucking agenda. Um, and with that, let's move on to the next. The next portion of the, uh, the goddamn program here. Um, let's let me read a little bit of advertising here. I got one read left. All right. One read this week. Uh, Helix. Helix. Uh, Want to know the secret to a good night's sleep? Well, do you? A clear conscience and the right mattress. Uh, well, I can't help you fix things you've done. We've got the mattress covered with Helix. Helix Sleep. Helix uh, built a sleep quiz that takes two minutes to complete, and they use answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. Whether you're a side sleeper, a hot sleeper, gross, like a plush or firm bed with Helix. Helix? There's no more guessing or compromising. Just go to helixsleep.com slash burr. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to the mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. For couples, Helix can even split the mattress down the middle, providing individual support needs and feel preferences for each side. Helix Sleep was even awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired Magazine, and CNN called it the most comfortable mattress they've ever slept on. Well, they're a 24-hour news network. I didn't think they ever slept. Uh, they have a 10-year warranty and can get you, uh, and you get to try it out for 100 nights. Gross, risk-free right now. Helix Sleep is offering up to $125 off mattress orders for our listeners. Get up to $125 off helixsleep.com slash burr. That's helixsleep.com slash burr for up to $125 off your order. Helix, helixsleep.com slash burr. H-E-L-I-X. All right. I got to, you know, I've been following baseball a little bit bit more now that we're... uh, you know the hockey and the and the uh, basketball is done, and um, I gotta tell you the fucking Yankees are tearing it up. Red Sox went seven and three and still dropped two games to the Yankees. However, we are we are gaining on whoever the fuck is in second place. I forget. Did you see how they they're, they're talking about possibly having um, they're exploring the Tampa Bay Devil Rays 
um, being the being the Tampa sorry the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't offend anybody down there in Joel Osteen uh, country. I ain't trying to say that Satan is the reason why you've never won the World Series. But wouldn't it be the reason? Wouldn't they sell their souls to win that trophy? Isn't that what they would do? And then the devil would double-cross them and stick them in that little fucking... I actually like their stadium, Tropicana Field. But anyways, they're saying half, half, the, half the year they'd be the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, Rays and then the other half they'd, they'd go play in Montreal and become what, the, the Expos? The Montreal uh, Devil Rays? The Montreal Rays? I don't know. It seems to me like they're just going to move them to Montreal. Doesn't that, you know what that seems? That's like when you're in a relationship and people say we're taking a break. It's like, no, you're breaking up. We need to take a break. Um, I was always excited when a woman said to me that before I met my wife, Nia. If a woman said we need to take a break, I was like, oh, good. We're breaking up. <laughs> good, because I don't know how to be in one of these. Oh, are we taking a break? Okay, great. So we'll uh, talk to each other every day, and then every other day, and then, uh, yeah. It'll just fade away. So I think it would be great. It'd be great if uh, they went back to um, Montreal, because it's still fucked up that they didn't win the, the World Series in 1994. Let's look up that roster, shall we? There's some fucking sports nerd shit that I like to do, Montreal Expos 1994 roster. I know they had Pedro Martinez. Oh, yeah, look at this shit. This is what, this was, this was their fucking, this was their lineup. I'm just going to name the ones that I, they had Cliff Floyd, Moises Alou, Larry Walker, um, I thought I'd recognize more names. They always talk about... They had Pedro Martinez. Now, wait a minute. I thought Tim Raines was still on there. Wasn't he still on there? And I also thought, what's his face? Uh, just space... Uh, Pedro, uh, what's his face? He ended up on the Angels. Wait a minute. Pedro Guerrero. Not Guerrero. Was that who the fuck? No, Vladimir Guerrero. He wasn't on that fucking team? The fuck out of here. Put it this way. Uh, Pedro Martinez was their number two pitcher. Wait a minute. Where the fuck are all the guys I thought was on that team? I always thought Randy Johnson was on that team. He wasn't on the team. Pedro Martinez was fucking 27 years old. Wait, there was only one Hall of Famer on that team. So what the fuck does everybody always talk about? How loaded they were. I thought Vlad Guerrero was on there. I thought Tim Raines was winding down his career. Wait a minute. Vladimir Guerrero. I can't spell that. Fuck it. There we go. Guerrero. And what do you where do you go to? You go to the fucking baseball encyclopedia. Just write stats. When the fuck did he come in the league? Now they got G- Vlad Guerrero Jr. No, the the fucking there he is. There he is. Oh, first year was 96. Ah, you know what? I don't, you know something? If you've learned anything this podcast, I need eight hours sleep, and I also don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, maybe I was wrong about the power issue. Maybe, maybe I need to adjust what I'm doing on stage so I can become part of the power issue. There's no power in making somebody do the home alone face bill. You know? You shouldn't be in the power issue when the LOL comedy club doesn't know who you are. (laughs) By the way, I can't believe every fucking comic I walked up to was talking to me about that story. I thought I I hope I told it in a funny way. I wasn't upset about it. I was upset that I then had to go downtown, downtown comedy club. I had to go downtown to go do a fucking spot. 
because I was tired and I'm an old man. I just wanted to roll in there and do a fucking spot, you know. But now there's people out there that's saying allegedly that comedy club doesn't pay people. I don't know if that's true or not, or it only pays like the fucking headliner or whatever. So now I'm thinking, well, shit, maybe it's a good thing that I didn't go up in there. I don't know. Um, anyways, Jesus Christ, as old a dad as I am, fucking Vladimir Guerrero is a young dad. The guy's only 44 years old and his son is already in Major League Baseball. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Let's click on this guy. How old is this guy? Vlad Guerrero Jr. He also plays for a Canadian team. How crazy is that? He was born in 1999, so his dad was 24 years old. He's 20 years old. Isn't that something? Jesus Christ. Um... Anyway, all right. Well, you know, as, as excited as I was that I was really just going to rip on this podcast, I just, I feel like I was the butt of the jokes. I feel like I was the person in the wrong. Gah. I was the person in the wrong. Gah. Anyways, I told you a good place to get some pizza, even though Dave Portnoy already told you that. I learned that the Montreal, 1994 Montreal Expos may be, might be a little overhyped, considering they only have one Hall of Famer on there. Tim Raines was already gone. Vladimir Guerrero was not there yet nor was his son conceived. All right, so that's a big O for three. Cliff Floyd was there. They had Cliff Floyd. That was somebody that I reckon. All right, was that the crime dog? Is that the guy? I don't fucking know. It's all, you know what? It's all blending together. Um, So anyways, I'm going to go take my kid to the park. That's what I do. I'm going to go yawn and take my kid to the park. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm not going to flip out when the big kids come. I don't, yeah, I kind of mutter it. I told you that, you know, at the one time I did. I didn't yell. I just sort of muttered. I think I, I, think I called the kid a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I muttered it. He came up and he just sort of, you know, pushed my kid out of the way. Not a, not a push, push, sort of a, a, you know, the way security guides somebody out of the way. You know, and my daughter was like, you know, she does her, she's younger, so she, she can't, like, run up to the slide, sit down, and go down it as fast as the bigger kids. This kid didn't want to wait. And, yeah, I just said, hey, 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 wait your turn. I go, you fucking fat fuck. I kind of muttered that underneath. And then I looked, and one of his friends was staring at me. I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then when the kid got off, he whispered something to the, the, the fat fuck kid, and then they were both staring at me, giving me the fucking stink eye. And I was just like, all right. I'm that guy. I got to own it. I'm that guy. I'm that guy with the mustache cursing in front of little kids. Um, I got to think that's a normal reaction. Huh? Anybody else out there, a parent? And you go, let me, you know what? I want to hear your fucking horror stories. You're going to the park. So and give me some advice on how to keep you cool when the fucking big kids, specifically the boys, show up. Goddamn Braveheart. They come over the fucking hill and just descend on whatever they want to do and they just push people out of the way and all of this. And how mad can I get? Because at one point, I was that kid. Granted, most of the time, I was getting chased down the hill by the other kids. You know, just being a, you know. They were, they were, they were, looking back, I feel like all those kids that bullied me were just jealous of my exotic good looks. All right, we all know that that's not true. Um, I did fine. I made them laugh, and then they, they stopped fucking with me. That was essentially it. You know, we moved around a little bit as a kid, you know, so I, I, had, I had to fucking hit the reset button a few times. But by the third time, I knew what I was doing, you know, and then everything was fine for a while. For a while, I think. I don't know. But this isn't, this isn't time for therapy. Um, all right. I'm taking my kid to the park. Uh, please enjoy the music. All right. And then there's going to be another half hour of a greatest hits Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Um, if you're in New York, go check out Burn This. I think they're running through mid-July. And I'd like to do more shit like that. I guess the, the theater that we went to go, to, that where it's playing at, which, of course, I already forget, begins with an M. Is it the, I don't think it's the Majestic. I don't know what the fuck it is. But it's one of the oldest theaters in uh, New York City. And uh, someone in the cast was telling me that uh, the original Tonight Show tape there and the original Price is Right. 
two of my favorite shows of all time. How fucking cool is that? And it's a beautiful theater. I've never been in one where they had the seats were covered in, in like, the, the material, the color was gold. And it really worked. Like, the whole theater popped. It was fucking gorgeous. Um, I don't know. I'd love to do a show there at some point. But I think they just do the Broadway stuff. So who knows? All right. Anyway, that's it. That's the podcast. Have a great weekend, you cunts. And I will talk to you on uh, Monday. Last week, uh, or Monday, I should say, I read this. We had the heading to an email question, and we did not have the email. Andrew Themelis apologizes profusely, and I had to stop him from committing Harry Carey. All right. Lady needing advice. Don't want to go to male's friend's wedding. Hey, Bill, I really enjoy the advice portion of your podcast and could use an objective opinion. I am a lady. And have a male friend that I've been friends with since I was 10 years old. I'm now 29. You know what, guys? I got to apologize for something. I have this great bit I can't wait to try out tomorrow night. And I literally was thinking about the joke I wanted to do and how far I was going to take it while I read all of that. So I have no idea what's going on in this email. If, just please forgive me as I reread this. Uh, I am a lady and have a male friend that I've been friends with. Well, you just said you were friends. I have a male friend that I've been enemies with. I have a male friend that I've been friends with since I was 10 years old. I'm 29 now. Okay, so you've been friends with this guy for 19 years. Oh, jeez, did he finger bang you back in the seventh grade? My friend is with this girl that I've never warmed up to. She's a bit, now, wait a minute. Did you always think he was going to ask you? Is that what it is? Maybe they're not. Bill, why don't you just read the fucking thing? She's a bit condescending, phony, and I just don't like her. He's he's in his early 30s. She's 25. Ah, so she's got you on the Oladometer there. And they both currently live with his mom, who also happens to be a good friend of mine. They have crappy jobs, don't pay his mom rent or contribute much, but instead they're putting money back to have a wedding by the end of the year. I love my friend, but he's always been a bit immature when it comes to money, responsibilities. Why are you still hanging out with these people? These people sound like fucking losers. Walk away. Be thankful you didn't hitch your wagon to this shit. I can tell you right now, if you were with this guy and you were living in his mom's house, you would not be friends with his mom anymore. You'd be like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Anyways, they, they're, not, they're immature when it comes to money, responsibility, or what it takes to be an adult. He still depends on his mom a lot. He's 32. This is pathetic. I don't hear a dad in this scenario here. Did he not have a dad and he didn't learn how to be a, mo- uh, uh, be a man? I should say a mom. Uh, when my grandmother recently died, I was devastated, and he asked me for my, my address. I thought I would get a sympathy card, but instead I got a save-the-date card. Oh, my God. That's sad and fucking hilarious. It pisses me off that he's a bit of a selfish prick in his own world and also a dumbass for being in such a rush to get married when neither one of them has their shit together. It's difficult for me to be supportive. Before you assume I'm secretly in love with him, which I did, I'm sorry, our friendship has been nothing but platonic, and I recently got married myself. I'm sorry, but this whole thing read like when Harry met Sally. Except Harry never moved out. 
um, I don't want to get I don't want to go to their wedding. My question is, do you think I should put my shit aside and try to be supportive of my friend since he's happy? I feel as though our friendship has shifted a ton since he's been with this girl and it's no longer easy talking to him. This is what you do. You go to the wedding and then you just gradually back away. You've outgrown these people. Okay. That's it. You're married. You have your own fucking life. If he wants to live at home with his mother, with his new wife, whatever the fuck it is he's going to do, you just go there and just have a nice smile on your face, just being happy that you're not on the, on the other side of the I do. Okay? I'm still not 100% um, buying the fact that you don't have some sort of feelings for this kid who's now still acting like a kid in his 30s. You're 29, he's 32, he was three years older. You probably said this is perfect. Then you envision him wearing a suit and coming home bringing, like Hugh Beaumont at the beginning of Leave it to Beaver with a higher-end fucking GM product. Oldsmobile, possibly a Buick. Who knows? Um, I don't know. Uh, but this is what I would do. you got to let it go. It wasn't meant to be. Okay, and even if you don't have romantic um, feelings for this person, all right? If you don't have feelings for this fucking person, I can already tell you the fact that it's so driving you nuts that you had to write into some dope like me doing a podcast. Um, I don't know. The way the way this is all written, I think you wear your feelings on your sleeve and they're going to know what's up. I would go there, you know, smile and wave, that's it. And then I would not torture your husband on the way home or the whole night critiquing them about how fucking stupid it is because I can tell you this right now your husband doesn't want to fucking go so what you should go you should do is you should go there and you should have a great fucking time with your husband and you should thank him for not being a fucking loser that lives at home with his mom there you go all right and then go to Framebridge take a picture of your tits and give it to him on Sunday that's the podcast everybody <laughs> God bless all of you. God bless America. And uh, that's it. Get off the Internet. Go sit on the stoop and go make some music with your friends. Stop taking life so fucking seriously. Uh, stay away from credit cards. Stay away from the meth. Uh, if your doctor prescribes any painkillers that has any opiates in it, do not take them. Tough it out. Just watch There Will Be Blood as you sit there on the couch. Toughing it out. Fucking guy dragged himself out of the fucking Wiley Coyote mine with a broken leg to go in town just to get a fucking gold nickel. All right, you can do it. All right, that's the podcast. Have a great weekend, you cunts, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Fursey is completely addicted to skating now, and he wants to get better at it. And um, so we're fucking in uh, Edmonton. The next morning, we got to drive down to Calgary. And Fursey's going like, there's got to be a place here to skate. So we find out they have uh, they have a skating rink at the mall. And not only is it a mall, it's one of the most giant malls in North America. North America, yeah. West Edmonton yeah, Mall. rivaling uh, – what's that one in Minnesota? Mall of America. Mall of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So – which I've been to that one, too. So we go to that one. We're walking through there with our fucking skates. <laughs> Two middle-aged guys walking through this thing with fucking skates. And uh, we walk in. There's, like, this giant pirate ship. I mean, like, yeah. you could sail the fucking ocean with this fucking thing. Yeah, it was a fuckle of yeah. official. And I look on the other side. It was really deep water. And it took all this time to make it look like there was a shipwreck. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, you could fucking... Yeah, it was monstrous, yeah. man. Yeah, like Shaq could drown in this water. If he didn't, that's how fucking deep <laughs> it, it was. It was huge. And then we look on the other side, and I'm like, Paul, I'm like, is that a fucking sea lion? 
They had sea lions at this yeah. thing, and they're like throwing it fish they're and shit. It fish, and it was catching. A trainer it. was. Don't it wasn't like people just walking by throwing shit from the food court. It was a trainer throwing it, and um, so we're just walking through the mall, walking through the mall, endless fucking mall. They had a water park there. Yeah, it was. Ins- I didn't look at any stores. I was too distracted by the shit in the middle. And then we finally get all the way to the ice ice palace. They called it ice palace, and we got all excited. And we're the only people with skates, just walking through, holding our fucking dumb skates. And we get all the way to the other side. Verzi's all excited, like, dude, I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna get better at this. You wait. I was, yeah, I was ready. By the end of the summer, he's already talking shit, dude. I'm calling it right now. I'm gonna be fucking skating backwards. You're gonna be like, what the fuck happened, Verzi? Yeah. Right. And then we show up. And uh, there's a big judo tournament where the ice rink is, and they fucking put all this floor flooring all over it. We I was in there. denial. I'm like, maybe this isn't a rink. <laughs> maybe like, this, no, this is. This you the go, rinks. dude. It says Ice Palace, Paul. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> they covered it up. This is it. I got upset though at the mall, man. Remember? Remember oh, that girl, yeah. man? That really bothered me. We, we're walking through the food court, and you know, I, we had a gyro. Great gyro at As this you place. Do. Yeah, yeah, a great gyro at this place called Jimmy the Greek. The one complaint, and you agreed, a little too much white sauce, and it was pasty. Yeah, it, got it wasn't. A pasty. It wasn't. Yeah, it was a little pasty. You should have gone much. one scoop. He went to one, one. One scoop less and a little hot he, sauce, he, and it would have been excited. fucking. He got excited. He got excited. It would have been epic. Yeah, he got excited. So then I said to Bill, you know, I like a little dessert after I eat. You know, I like a little candy bar. I like a little. You know, so you like I a little sugar in your tank. Like, like, like <laughs> <laughs> so. So I go, Bill, man, there was a frozen yogurt place. I go, yeah, Pinkberry or something. So let's go frozen yogurt. So you go, all right. So we're walking oh, let's by. Let's paint the picture. So two middle-aged men with skates. Are now I don't trying... like how you keep saying I'm middle-aged. You are middle-aged. I'm 30. I just turned 35. 35 times two. It's 70. Most guys fucking right. drop. Well, I call, I call like, I, I call middle-aged. Yeah, all right. What, what would you call it? No, I, I guess you're right. I guess, you know, I always just, when I thought of it as a kid, I always felt, you, you know, it was... No, I don't know. I, I just remember, dude, I, it's, I don't know. What would you say, 40? 40s, but I, you know. 40s? 40, people, dude, people live long, man. Dude, I'm fucking be 46. 46 times 2 is 92. You're going to really, I can't really sit there and say I'm middle-aged. I'll tell you the way I'm eating and smoking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so we walk through and we're like, where's that, where was that uh, frozen yogurt place? Let's go to that frozen yogurt place. So we two, we see two. Young women walk by, and we figure, hey. I looked at them, and I'm like, these, these, these ladies, they're going to know where a They're going to know is. where a pink berry is. So we walk up, and you go first. You say to the friend, you go, hey, you, got, you guys know where. Uh, oh, and they're, fr- good, they're good looking, too, by the way. Yeah, good, good looking girls. And you go up first. You go, hey, you guys know where the frozen yogurt place is? And like. She did like a double take. Like- she did a double take. So fucking rude. Right. And she just was like, what? And then I looked at the other one and I go, yeah, like a pink berry. And she kind of just like gives a shake off. Like, how would I know? Like, why are you? And she fucking did. This is what she did. She did the classic pretty girl. You're clearly just asking me this because you want to talk to me thing. And I'm like, no, bitch, I want some fucking yogurt. Okay. I want fucking, I want a fucking treat. You know, I just had lunch, and, and it really bothered me, dude. And we were walking around, and I wanted to find her. I wanted to they find her. They walked past us again. They did the loop on the food I, court. I didn't know that, but I said to Bill when we got to the car, I go, I wanted to find her because I would have just went up to her and go, you know something? I found it, and you're a mean jerk. And then you go, why would you do that? You're a mean jerk. That's terrible. What am I going to call her, a cunt? Well, don't call her anything if you're going to go with mean jerk. I mean, you know. I hate that you're, pretty you're girl mentality. Jerk. That pretty girl just mentality. Just say you're mean Oh, you're a jerk if you want to stay clean. But if you go, you're a mean jerk. No, you're not, you're, not, you're not pretty inside. You're not pretty inside. She doesn't give a fuck. She's I'm... the hot girl at the mall. Paul, put yourself in her fucking pumps, all right? <laughs> <laughs> with two fucking fuck her. jackasses standing there with ice skates when there's a judo tournament <laughs> down the way asking if they know where the fucking <laughs> the ice cream store is. <laughs> they looked at us the I, way they were supposed to. I, you know what, dude? I like a sweetheart. I don't care how you I look. would love to hear them tell the story. And they come, and then this just creepy guy comes up, like, hey, you know where they are. Yeah, you guys know. Yeah, but that's the way they're going to hear it, Paul. Paul, you ever watch those fucking prison shows? Which you ones? Watch? Like the Scared Straight? No, I not watch? those ones where they, they talk about the worst prisons in the country and that type of shit. Oh, yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah, and you just sit there watching it going, how the fuck would I go in there and not get raped? What would my game plan? <laughs> you get scared watching it in your bedroom. <laughs> right. Women have to... Walk out of the house worried about that, that somebody's going to, you know. Dude, just imagine if. if uh, dude, I had a winter hat on with a puffy ball on top of it holding ice skates asking for yogurt. Yeah, but you, you, if anything, she but probably she, thought I was fucking gay. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't look gay, Paul. I know, but we you're, just you're not, asked a question. You're not. You, your beard's too terroristy. You're, 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 you need to get a little more metrosexual if I you're going to do that. We, was, we had sweatpants on. Dude, we were a mess. Everybody we, in the fucking ground. Yeah, that's what you look <laughs> my like. Beard, my beard actually fucking says, everybody on the fucking ground. Yeah. No, but dude, I, I don't like the pretty girl who can't be approached with a question because, oh, this guy's hitting on me. It's, it's awful. And you know something? The guy, especially the blonde one who went, like, shook her head like, what? She's going to be a nightmare. She's a fucking nightmare for some future guy. I'm telling you. She's a nightmare. She's and already selfish. It's over. <laughs> what if she just knows what she wants and we're not it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the thing, dude. You actually allowed, like, how old do you think they were? Eh, probably 21, 22. Yeah, you let a 21, 22-year-old. I mean, that's a girl at my age, not even a woman. The way she shook like, it you, you off. Let her, like you let her what? ruin, like, dude, we're driving down to Calgary. Yeah, she ruined like We got the hour. Rocky Mountains on the right-hand side of the car, and you're just still calling. You're calling her a cunt the whole way down. <laughs> <laughs> it bothered the shit out of me. It was like, why, are you, why would you ask me? How would I know? Dude, you realize how funny that is that they did that to us? Like, what? Like, yeah, they really made us feel like shit. That's fucking hilarious if you look at it. It bothered and me. And the whole time is because you wanted to get frozen yogurt. Dude, how funny would it be if we chased him down and I Dude, went you got frozen yogurt with sugar-free gummy bears on it. <laughs> it was so all natural. No, organic gummy bears. How great would it be if we chased him down and I just walked up to her and I go, you know something? You hurt my feelings. <laughs> and I just fucking broke down. <laughs> you know, I'm, you hurt my feelings. I just wanted yogurt. <laughs> oh, by the way, for people listening here, this is last week, you know, you know, just trying to kill, just trying to make jokes to not go out of your mind being on tour this fucking long. Yeah. Is we were doing the danger field. Everything. Oh, I'll tell you, I got a friend of mine who loves yogurt, you know? <laughs> so we were doing that. <laughs> and once that went away, that got old somewhere along the line. You started doing it. You started saying really sentimental shit to me and then pretending like you were crying. And then that just became like the running joke. And then you started laughing and then you were just like, you got to do that on stage. Do that crying thing. So now we'll just go up and like if we'll be like, hey, man, I'm tired. But, dude, you know what? Hanging with, hanging with you on the road has been great. You're the only one I could have done it with. <laughs> <laughs> And then Bill would come and tag it. That's the best thing. Bill would come and tag it. And I would just be like, I, I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> but Dude, Bill, it's, been, it's been fucking wonderful for my anger. I'm going to try to do that when I get home. Just Bill, pretend like I'm crying, man. It's fucking hilarious. So two stories. We go in to eat, and we have this Filipino waiter, right? By the way, I like to play the games where I say. Where the hell were we? Was that Edmonton? Was that Calgary? That was Edmonton. Yeah, it was Edmonton. So I like to do this thing where sometimes I like to fuck with people. So I'll just get on a phone and I'll be like, Bill, go along with it. And we'll be in an elevator and I'll go, what? No, that's horseshit. And like Bill just be like, what happened? So like I said, like he had a parole officer called and he said, and Bill goes, oh, they worked it out. And then instantly Burr goes, yeah, but what about that videotape? I go, no, no, they said it's insubmissible. <laughs> and like, and like the guy, there's just a stranger there, right? Sometimes I break out laughing. So Bill calls it, he gets a little emotional guy. So we, we turn this crying thing we do into like, this has been great, <laughs> right? We turn, we turn that into doing it in public. So we have this Filipino waiter, right? And the whole guy, guy was great. And he was talking to us. And at the end, I just go, he goes, uh, here's your bill. And I go, I just want to say something. <laughs> and I kept a dead straight face. And I go, you've been a great waiter, man. <laughs> and I put my hand on his fucking arm. And I go, you know, you're bringing the waters. You just... And Bill just looks at him and goes, he gets a little, he gets a little emotional. You know what I mean? I go, no, but it's been, it, it means a lot. <laughs> guy didn't know what to do. The guy had no... Because he was so fucking polite. And he was actually from the Philippines. <laughs> so he's in, Dude, you, know... you jumped right in perfectly. Yeah. My friend, he gets a little emotional. I go, no, but Bill, he, he'd bring the waters. And, oh, dude, he, he was freaked out, though. No, that's the new game on the road. But you it's had called, the best one. Called... I got to say the best one was at the airport yesterday. We got to the airport yesterday and bill starts busting my balls about my laundry and he goes verzi fucking 16 days and you're carrying you know dirty socks and underwear and i go dude i go i bought new ones you know the dirty ones are tied up tight in a in a plastic bag and bill just goes just like your emotions <laughs> and dude i fucking could not walk i couldn't walk and i had to stop pulling my fucking my, my the bag i checked because we were laughing so hard and it, it works though it makes it, it makes it fucking yeah. great it's driving our tour manager nuts oh yeah that's the one thing Leanne. we got well yeah. because women don't want to see a guy getting emotional like that it's just well no because once somebody eyes. cries it's over 
Yeah, like when I go out afterwards and I'm taking pictures with people and stuff, I always come back. And I was just like, I got to tell you, you know, I've seen a lot of people do that, you know, doing the picture thing. But you got to be one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, our wives. Going, she's going, would you stop fucking oh, doing that? Our wives are going to go nuts. Because, you know, the first thing I when I see Stace and you see your wife, we're just going to go, it's been so long. I missed you so much. No, you got you got to set it up with talking. like You're you got to start off normal. Like they, you're going to say something really sentimental to him. So they're almost crying. And then you cry, <laughs> which ruins their crying. And I swear to God, you get slugged in the shoulder, which is all you really want. Oh, shit. 20 minutes in. I'll tell you, Paul, you know, time really flies with you on the podcast. <laughs> it's been so fun. <laughs> This is probably only funny to us, but I don't give a shit. Try it with your friends. Oh, fuck that. If people the game, aren't laughing, the game is called He Gets Emotional. And just walk into a bar, just have one of your friends start hitting on a woman, and then... And then starts, the other friend's got to go along. Yeah, and then just starts welling up, and then the other guy goes, I'm sorry, he just gets emotional, and you just got to let the other person deal with it. Dude, you're one at the fucking airport where you walked up to that lady at the, 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 the little fucking, I sell gum, whatever the hell it is. He's like, hey, excuse me, do you have the, uh, you have the, you have what are the, the biggest, no, I, I broke out. Oh, yeah. I go, hey, hey, ma'am, how you doing? What are the biggest condoms you got? Yeah, what's the biggest size condoms you have? I turned around and walked away. And you turned around and walked away, and I'm just staring <laughs> at her, and I'm biting my tongue as hard as I can to not laugh, and then I just burst out laughing. And no, I she said out. what, and then when you went to re repeat it, you <laughs> just started to try to point to it, and I lost it. You lost it and had to walk away. <laughs> uh, Paul, we're punch drunk out here. You know, one of my favorite things in this business was Opie from the Opie and Anthony show was he had this thing that he would do when guys would start crying when they would play audio. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was fucking – and his timing was perfect every time. Someone would be talking, like retiring from a sport, like when Mike Schmidt retired, which is, you know, you, it's very difficult to watch. He was like, you know, you know, he just was ending. It's like 38 years ago, a little boy began a journey to play the wonderful game of baseball. <laughs> and then Opie would always go, oh, boy. <laughs> One of my favorite, and it always, oh boy, it always made, oh God. Like That's it, great. It, like nobody wants to see a man just completely, you know what it is? I can watch a guy cry if something terrible has happened. <laughs> just don't try to talk while you're crying. No, that's the thing. The talking and then bursting yeah. out into crying. Just let your shoulders go. Yeah. As you're fucking crying. But don't, for, for the love of God. A man needs Don't to cry. In a man needs to cry in private. Yeah, you do yeah. that in the shower. You, you do it in the shower, like when my son was born. Everyone's like, "Did you cry yet?" And I'm like, "No." What are you talking about? And then when my son was born, it all hit me later. And I went home to go get stuff for my wife in the hospital. And I sat on the couch and I didn't like weep, but I just got. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't weep, but I got emotional. But like, I'm just picturing you sitting on the couch by yourself and just you just go. <laughs> that stupid face. <laughs> Oh, it's just completely unacceptable. To use your thing from your podcast. Uh, it's unacceptable. The Bursey effect. It's unacceptable, dude. Un completely no, unacceptable. No, you're right, though. The talk into it, right? Yeah. The, the talk into it. That's that's what the funny oh, yeah. thing about crying is, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, you always do this to me. You know? You always do this to me, and I'm trying my best, and then it's just, it's over. Yeah. It's fucking over. Whenever my friends die, I've had so many who fucking died. I just cry in the shower. Yeah. That's what I do. I asked a girl. We asked a girl, right? Because you don't well, feel like you're crying because there's all that water on your face anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, we asked a girl. We go, what would you do if your dude started crying? Like if it wasn't – if nobody died, if a dude and you were just arguing. He just had a bad day. And he just had a bad day and you got into it and he broke down and cried. And she goes, yeah, no, over. 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 Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. You know what's funny? There's some women, they think that they want to see that part of you. They don't. What that is to them is that's their total conquest. Yeah. Like, you know, when you bang a girl in the ass and you're just like, yeah, I got this shit. I'm fucking with you. No, yeah. um, <laughs> their version of that. I was just that, like, Jesus, Bill. No, I'm fucking with you. They, their version <laughs> of that is is if they can get you to be so vulnerable around them that you cry. And then it's one of those things. It's almost like when the crowd screams out a joke they already heard. They think they want to hear it again. And then you tell. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, that yeah. wasn't as good. No. It's the same thing as that. Yeah, and you said something. You said something about like if a burglar comes in, if you cry in front of a woman, all in her mind is like, what if the burglar comes in on this fucking guy? Yeah, no, it's over. You can't cry. You strip a woman of security if you cry in front of her, I think. I don't think I've cried. In I think my wife's only. Yeah, that's, a gr that's what it is. Yeah, like, you strip her of her security because now oh, she's yeah. like, well, I got this fucking. Yeah, this fucking crisis. I got this baby sleeping next to me yeah. every night. You know, yeah, it's, it's over. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, you just, you might as well just have a pullover sweater on, you know? 
<laughs> walking around. <laughs> and then she mocks you. What, are you going to cry, bitch? <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking over, dude. You can't have that. Uh, have, you ever cry- have you ever cried alone listening to a song? Or like, not cried, but have you ever been like... Oh, hey, no, I've completely broken down and I've totaled three cars. Just weeping uncontrollably. <laughs> no. Have I? Yeah. Have I? Like, so I totally cry. No, no. I've definitely teared up. Listen, as an, as an artist, at some point, you're, you're going to have to go to those emotions. You need, you, need to be, uh, you need to be in tune with your instrument. No, I have. I've, I, what was the ones? Like, I had this weird thing where um, I stopped crying at some point. I don't know when. I stopped crying and got mad more when, when I got hurt and my brother beat the shit out of me. Um, you know, they, they, most of the crying I'd be just like, fuck you, at the end of it. But, oh, I, wasn't, yeah. but I wasn't crying. <laughs> and then I, I didn't cry. <laughs> I remember one time, dude. I remember one time. My, my, my brother's bigger than me. My yep. little brother's bigger than me, right? Big, though. Like, and I remember he, I, said, I said, if you fucking take my clothes again. If you take my clothes again, he did it every day. Right. He would go into my room, he would take my belt, he would take my clothes, and I'd come home and I'd go. You guys in a boy band? And I, I need to go, I need to go out. Right. And I go, Mom, if he does it again, I'm fucking hitting him. If my mom would be like, Oh, you know, he does. And he and one time I need really needed a shirt and I'm fucking st- throwing shit through the house. And he gets out of his friend's car and he starts walking up and he's got it on. And I fucking snapped. And my oh, yeah. grandmother was there and I jumped on him and I started punching him. And he stood up and he just goes <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you made your older brother cry? No, no, my younger brother. Oh, he was bigger than me, but he didn't know what to do. He got so upset that he just and he looked around. And he just he was so angry that something needed to come out, and he just goes, <laughs> "Fuck you, dude!" <laughs> what did you feel bad? Did you start no, laughing? No, I, I kind of just walked away, and you know, we laughed about it afterwards. But now, now he's a, he's a fuck. He's a big kid, but you know, my mom had the opposite. Um, yeah, I got a little brother, mine. He's an animal, you know. No, my mom says she went to a she went to a funeral once, and everybody was there, and everybody was crying, and she was overwhelmed with emotion that they had to fucking drag her out. She said she had the mo- one of the most embarrassing things happened to her, where she said she uncontrollably laughed because they said that that could happen sometimes. So she's sitting there, <laughs> she's she's sitting there, and everybody's crying, and like she went up and she could not stop laughing, and like she and, and I said why like and she was like Paul, I just don't know. She goes, I could not stop laughing, and they had to walk me out. And like, and she just, this is she your said, mom? yeah, she said, because the emotions were so much that they said that that could happen sometimes where it just, it, you just like, she didn't know what to do. So instead of just breaking down, she went the other way and just couldn't, couldn't control herself. Yeah. No, like humans like will protect you in uh, a really like, that's what they don't get sometimes when comics make fucking horrific jokes about some bad event, make good jokes. Yeah, but it's about a horrific event. So they go, "That's so fucking me." It's a defense mechanism. It's no, also, she, she, my she mom is a, my mom is a sweetheart who felt bad, and her emotions just went the other way. And she goes, "Paul, I felt so bad. I, I couldn't control myself. She, oh, I couldn't God. control myself." I hate to say this because somebody lost somebody, but there was if there was video of that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, so I was saying so. I somewhere around I don't know ten or eleven. I didn't cry for years, years and years and years, and I didn't I didn't cry until a friend of mine killed himself. And even then, I was sad, and it just, uh, I went, uh, I was in the bathroom once again. Yeah. And it was in there. And I remember I started to cry, and then I started thinking, like, wow, I'm crying. I haven't cried in a long time. And then I stopped because I you was just... out of it because I stopped thinking about the dude killing himself. Wow. Yeah, I went 10 years without a cry, and then I had one. What was it over? Yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I think yeah, it might have been when my it might have been when my son was born. You know, it might have been when my son. That's was born. that's acceptable. I guess it's acceptable. Back in the day, you just stood on the waiting room, right, smoked a cigar.